Good morning, Reese Witherspooners. What's up, my Reese Witherspooners? Hope y'all are having a great day right now. Coming to you live from the road. Uh, I should say the sidewalk, actually. Out for a little morning walk. 7-11, 7-11 a.m. Uh, it's Monday. It's April Fool's, but I am not joking right now. I'm being 100% serial. It is April Fool's Day 2019. Beautiful day. Gorgeous. Blue skies out here in Pullman. Can't wait to talk to you about Reese Witherspoon. Out for a little morning walk. Getting some, uh, some sun in the a.m. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. Love it. So, oh, I wanted to talk to y'all about my MMA weekend. I watched MMA every day this weekend. What? Like I said, I watched it Friday night. Then Saturday, I watched UFC. So Friday was Bellator. Talked to you guys about that on Saturday. Decided to take the rare day off yesterday. A little... Volkswagen bug just went by. More if it was the one, the bumblebee. I'm looking at, I'm looking at a little uh, black and white kitty in the window right now. Just walked by it. But um, yeah, let you guys know what I'm doing, what I'm looking at. Yeah, I watched UFC on Saturday. Um, yeah, took the day off yesterday. Nice little recovery. I don't know why. I just... It's about like the... What is it? Like saturation? Is that the word for it? I don't want to oversaturate myself. Let alone uh, the podcast. But you just got to take a day off every once in a while, you know? Let your mind relax. Um, it's just overkill. Day after day, it reappears. Night after night, my heartbeat shows the fear. Ghosts appear and fade away. Looking at this house right now that has a, just like a wood door. It's like the surrounding area. It's all wooden. But then the rest of the house kind of looks, it almost looks like aluminum. Like one of those uh, shipping container houses. But I like that wooden door look. Or if that's a... What, what would you call that? A Norwegian door? It's now a French door. I don't know. I don't know. A Transylvanian door. Oh, is Transylvania? Is Transylvania real? <laughs> I was like, I'll tell you after I ask that question. Is Transylvania real? Oh, is Transylvania real? Yeah, it is real. It's a real place, right? Just uh, been co-opted by Hollywood writers, movie writers. Wonder how Transylvania became the place for uh, Count Dracula. Count Dracula. From Transylvania, Count Dracula. But, oh my gosh. Yep. Yep, it's a good morning. 
it's cold out here. Um, the UFC was, the UFC was so exciting. Um, oh, I'm kind of distracted now because I'm looking across the street. This person running with their dog, and it's the same dog, uh, Saint Bernese Mountain Dog. That's the same one. That is the first dog. It's a big dog. Oh, just looked at me. Um, it's the first dog my family ever got. I was like seven or eight years old. Uh, what was her name? I'm trying to think of her name. Um, it might have been like Ruby. It was like Ruby or something. Maybe I'll think of it here. But we only had her for like. I'm not. Have, I'm having uh, trouble remembering it because we had her for like less than a week. So yeah, she uh, she'd always just hide underneath her deck just kind of burrow under there it's under the hot tub we used to have a hot tub that worked but then that was a great I love a good hot tubs are underrated that's one of the things well, I'm a homeowner homeowner in the future I like a hot tub and like a just a big flat screen TV out there kind of like a parrot head setup that'd be nice um but yeah we had a I'm just gonna call her Ruby right now. Cause I can't remember what was her name. Um but yeah, that was our first dog ever. And it did not work out. I think we were two. I think I was like seven. My older brother was probably ten. My sister was probably five. So tough, tough ages to get your first dog. Especially if it's not one that's like very obedient and kid friendly. And, I think those St. Bernice Mountain Dogs must be a little more mature. Like, you know how some dogs, um, <clears throat> it's weird how some dogs need different kinds of attention. Like, Golden Retrievers are known for being family dogs. Right, I think Labs, I think Labradors are good family dogs too. Like, uh, kind of like Athena was. She's a Labrador, a Black Lab mix. But oh yes, this was something weird. I had a weird uh, dream last night. You guys like you like hearing about dreams? It's always fun, right? So this is what it was. I was in like a must have been a giant hotel building. No city, no specific city. But it was like some sort of game show. I think it was a... Sounds weird, but a zombie game show. So, I don't know why I think it was a game show, but there were definitely zombies. Um, and I, don't, I, I remember an elevator, getting in the elevator and going to the 29th floor, like fleeing. And I think this other... I think some other random dude uh, snuck down. He snucked onto onto the elevator at the same time, and we decided to work together. So next thing I know, it's like one of those scenes in the movies where the people walk into the room and then they walk out and they're wearing the gender uniform. Except we were, I was wearing the uh, what's it called? Is it called a bell bellboy? Or not, not bellboy, but 
you know, like the luggage, the hotel luggage people. Um, yeah, we were both wearing those uniforms and pushing the luggage, just pushing the luggage carts. And um, on the 29th floor, which I think was the top floor, I don't know why we had to go to the 29th floor, but that's the last thing I remember. <laughs> so, so that was my dream. Um, but I, I escaped. I escaped the... Uh, zombies seems to be a, a popular theme in not only movies, but somehow getting infiltrating my dreams now. They're just everywhere. Um, yeah, that was that was that. That was my dream. I don't know. It was weird. It was <clears throat> it was very uh very intense though. A very you know when you just have those dreams that not lucid dreaming, but I didn't realize I was in it while I was in it. Yeah, I still can't believe that lucid dreaming is a an actual thing that people can do. Like I wonder how you how you train yourself to do something like that. Um, if you need to go some sort of like a sleep therapist or something, or I made it. I've made it to my destination, guys, y'alls. I'm in the gazebo. Made it down here. Walked through Lawson Gardens. Um, I had another dream the other night. I'm trying to think. I wrote it down, so I'll have to. I have to talk about it. I think that was Saturday night. I wrote it down, so I. What was it, man? I'm having trouble remembering it right now, so I'll talk to you. I'll, I'll tell you about my dream. That'll be a little cliffhanger. Um, next time I'm back in, back in a, a Sarsborn HQ, back in the coffee house apartments, second floor, across the street from Washington State University. Um, yeah, next time I record from there, I'll let y'all know what my dream was last time. But this, I think it was a bellboy. That's what you call those, those people who. We sold their uniform. <laughs> it's a classic, such a classic movie trope. Just walking into a room and then walking out just wearing a completely different uniform. Just like within 10 seconds though. Apparently put the put it on really fast. That's um kind of like a a Freddie Mercury of of dreams <laughs> of changing. Didn't he? I didn't see the Queen movie, but I feel like Freddie Mercury was known for changing outfits a bunch during his concert did he do that i do not know i've heard from lots of people that bohemian rhapsody was was just not that good i don't know i heard it i heard it was just good for the people like it for the music but that's not that's just queen that's that's because people like queen that has nothing to do with the movie like people haven't said i've heard people say that Maybe I'm just saying this because it's the name of the podcast and I love it, even though I haven't seen it either. But I've heard better things about A Star is Born. Uh, just that it was a really good, it was a good movie. And I think it won some awards in the uh, Oscars. So, in the sh- shallows, in the sh- sh- shallows. But I would like to. I definitely want to see both of them though to judge for myself because I don't like to judge movies without seeing them for myself and forming my own opinion because I think that's a really important thing about being an individual person is 
forming your own opinions. Um, yeah, not just like relying on other people to 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 make decisions for you or speak up for you. Yeah, I don't know. Just something I've been thinking about. Um, man, yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I'm just excited for just things to come here in the next uh, month and a half, next couple months. Lots of changes. Things could be stranger, but I don't know how. I'm going through changes now that have just begun under a purple sun. Um, yeah, things things could be stranger. <laughs> I'm excited. <clears throat> My lease ends in this apartment here in Pullman, May 31st, so it's coming up. I'm bright, uh, blue skies on the horizon. Uh, I'm so excited to see what happens. I uh, hope you are having a great day. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Uh, thank you for sharing. Share, share, share uh, the podcast with everyone you know. Build this beach. We're expanding this beach of starfishes. Uh, see how that sounds. Or the Milky Way. The Milky Way of starfishes. Either one. Whatever you want to call it. You can call it a, a beach. You can call it a Milky Way. You can call it an ocean. Whatever you want to dub yourself as um, an awesome listener thank you so much so I'm going to leave you there and uh, have a great day almost heaven West Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains Shenandoah River that's right that's what it was so what I wanted to mention uh, me again Come back to you. Just left the gazebo. Just out and about here. What I wanted to mention about UFC. Totally forgot. So there's a couple. Spoiler alert. If you TiVo'd uh, this weekend's UFC. And don't want to hear the result. Don't listen to this part. If you, if you don't want the spoiler alert. But there's a couple knockouts. In the UFC's this weekend. Um, let's see. I'm not very good with names. I don't really know many of these guys, but what was his name? Josh Emmett knocked out Michael Johnson. And that was that was such an interesting fight. What I learned, I feel like I learned something from watching these sports that I don't normally watch. Because I think you I think you do. Uh, I think you learn from watching things that you're really unfamiliar with. Just expanding your knowledge base, uh, your experience, um, just kind of exposing you to a different, different point of view that you never really, I don't know. I think it's an interesting way to, to look at life. Cause how you doing? Good. Um, yeah, just like watching baseball all the time. I do love watching baseball, but a lady walking by with a good-looking golden retriever right there that was like purebred right there looked like an expensive dog um yeah i think like if i watched a whole cricket match if i spent hours watching that i feel like i've learned so much versus watching just a couple baseball games or something i mean i'd probably enjoy it more but actually you never know you don't know what you're gonna enjoy until you try to try it so what was I just saying? I was saying the UFC match. Um, yes, Josh Emmett knocked out 
Michael Johnson. And it came out of nowhere. It was right near the end. I believe it was in within the last minute of the match. The three rounds. Uh, each round's five minutes. I think the knockout came right at the end. And so what happened is it was a boring match from like a amateur point of view, from someone who doesn't know MMA, doesn't know what's going on. I'm just looking for like the big punches, like people to get the big punches or kicks. People to get knocked in the head and knocked out and whatnot. Kind of like when people watch NASCAR and look for crashes. <laughs> that's like that's like the layman's point of view. I'm just looking for the big knockout because that's something that I can clearly recognize. I can relate to that. But yes, he kept trying. Emmett just kept trying this move where he would just kind of duck in and kind of try to throw. He would duck in and then try to throw a punch. But it it kept not working. Like the whole match, I swear for like 13 or 14 minutes, these guys hardly even touched each other. Like barely connected on their punches and kicks. Um, but then, out of nowhere, Emmett just does the same exact move that he's been doing. He ducks in, and then he just cracks Michael Johnson just right in the face. <laughs> but it was the same move he'd been doing the whole match. And it finally, I think Michael Johnson, what my roommate was telling me is, like he, he made a mistake like with his, with his feet work, uh, his feet work or something. Um, I think he just got kind of lazy or didn't realize where he was standing. And yeah, he was in the wrong spot at the wrong time. And Josh Emmett just laid him out. But I think that was an interesting match. An inter is that, that's not what you call it. You don't call it a match. I sound like someone who doesn't know. It's a fight. It was an interesting fight. Um, for someone who hasn't seen a lot of fighting, like me. Because, yeah, like, I guess the life lesson you could learn from that is, I mean, I was going to say, if something's not working, but if you know, if you know, like, in your heart that it's a solid move, that it's worked for you before, then just keep trying it. Keep trying until it works. Um, but at the same time, I think that's not, that's not, like, a good lesson to live your whole life by, because... If something doesn't work for you for 20, 30 years and you just keep trying to do it and it keeps bringing you to lack of success, then I think you definitely should change. You should audible. Call a Omaha, Omaha. But um, for like a match, like a fight, <laughs> a match, uh, a short fight, like a 15-minute fight, I guess that's just a little snippet. That's not like an entire lifetime. So... You can try a move. I'm sure he had... It's kind of like a lesson in self-confidence. Because that's how much uh, self-confidence Josh Emmett had. Uh, just in his in his moves. In in what... In his arsenal. His personal arsenal of, of punches and kicks. Because... Yeah, he just knew what he was doing. Like, he knew that... He, he didn't panic. He didn't... He didn't let it get to his, his head. Like, because his... His move wasn't working. He just had... He has so much confidence in himself that, yeah, he just stuck to it. And it eventually um, panned out for him. So I think that was an interesting lesson to take away from 
that UFC match. <laughs> the match. And then the second one, uh, Justin, I think his name Justin Gagey, uh, an American dude from, was he from Colorado or something? He knocked out, just a huge knockout of this Brazilian uh, dude. Brazilian dude. I think he was supposed to be a really good kickboxer. But this Gagey guy just, he was came out just ton of energy like you could see it in his body language like very confident uh he was the challenger uh the underdog so he had to come out first i think that's like an interesting uh psychological aspect of ufc it's how the underdog they have to come out first be introduced to the ring first and i think you can you can make it uh play to your advantage Usually you would think you want to come out second because you get to kind of wait in the wings, uh, relax. Uh, if you come out first, you might be more nervous. You have more time to think. But you can turn that time to think into... This is what Justin Gagey did. Like, he just turned it into a positive. He was so relaxed when he came out. I like how... I think it was his family uh, sitting in the front row. And he hugged, he took the time to hug them and talk to them which that might not seem like much but coming from someone who hasn't seen a lot of MMA I mean I'm not sure if guys always do that but I haven't seen them always do it I'm sure their family's not always there in the front row of course but it was just a sign of relaxation of how calm and present in the moment uh, Justin Gagey was right there he wasn't trying to act super tough and trying to like, psych out his opponent um, yeah he was just being very calm and very staying in his own skin just being comfortable um, not trying to do too much I think I always think that's the thing that not just in sports but maybe even life <laughs> maybe in a life, life lesson uh, or just any situation any social situation um, I, especially sports though like, I'm most thinking basketball. Like, a guy in basketball, he's taking the ball up. <clears throat> he's, he's being a ball hog. He's shooting every time he touches it. He's trying to do behind-the-back no-look passes and trying to steal the ball. He's, like, risking. He's going for the steal every time. Every time his, his uh, person he's defending gets the ball. Like, stuff like that. That's what I would say is doing too much or trying to do too much. I think that's a that's like a big thing in maybe not just sports but all of life just trying to do too much in the moment or trying to do more than one thing in the moment kind of like comes back to multitasking and how like it's definitely just from experience anyone who's multitasked knows that it does not benefit you <laughs> it, it definitely makes you do these things worse it lowers your performance for sure and it's kind of a pet peeve that's definitely a pet peeve of mine it's when people like they think that they can text or go on their phone while they're listening to someone and not only is that it's just like a really rude thing to do not not like look someone in the eye when they're talking to you and uh, listen to them but it's just it's an overestimation of your of your abilities to listen while while doing something um yeah, that's what 
technology like smartphones, those kinds of things have introduced that conundrum to our society. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes in the next few years. I mean, what are you going to do? Like with things like self-driving -car, uh, cars are going to be a thing in the next few years here. I heard, I can't remember who was talking about this, but they were saying how the toughest period, it's not going to be when all the road is filled with self-driving cars. It's going to be when there's some self-driving cars and some cars that are still driven by humans. Because humans are going to have to adjust and interact with these cars. And yes, this person was saying that it's going to make people more lazy and more like they're going to go on cruise control more because these self-driving cars are going to be so perfect. They're going to be driving the exact speed limit and not slamming on the brakes or making any mistakes or anything. So it's kind of, kind of lull the driver into a false sense of security, lull the human driver. So this person was saying that, I think this was Joe Rogan, uh, I was listening to a lot of Joe Rogan in these past few days, just old episodes. But yes, this person was saying they might have to uh, make the self-driving cars so every once in a while they like suddenly like, slam on the brakes or do something out of the ordinary um, just to kind of wake up the human drivers around them and not let these human drivers think that they're being, um, that they're super safe, you know? Um, I hope I explained that well. <clears throat> I, th I thought it was interesting. Self-driving cars. I wonder if there's going to be... I want to know about the Back to the Future flying cars. Like the DeLorean. Where we going to have the, the DeLoreans in real life? Come on now. I mean, I know that's a, a thing. But I mean, the, the flying DeLorean. I want that. I want that baby. <laughs> that car. That seems almost more more necessary than the self-driving cars because the big problem for places like uh, Seattle and Los Angeles and Chicago all these places all these big cities traffic 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 we're talking not talking not not a game not a game not a game we're talking traffic traffic um, yeah so I've heard Elon Musk talk about tunnels maybe tunnels being built but to alleviate this stress of too many cars on the roads because how is self-driving cars how's it going to help that i mean it might make traffic go smoother to an extent but i don't think it's going to make it go so smooth that it erases traffic um so yeah you're gonna have to either go below the ground or above the ground to get rid of this traffic or or less cars on the road which is something that I know that that's a priority for people is to give alternative uh, means of transportation. But I think the car thing with people, at least from my personal experience, cars are just like driving a car is kind of a, it's a way of life. It's almost, it's so comfortable. It's so, I mean, you have to do the maintenance and pay for gas and insurance and uh, like registration and all that stuff. But like versus taking the bus or taking Ubers everywhere or the monorail or subway or something. Except New York City, they do have that public transportation on lock, that's for sure. But I've heard that, I don't know, just everyone says Los Angeles 
gotta have a car, gotta have a car, because the city is so sprawling. It's so you could drive 25, 30 miles and still be in the city, really. And public transportation, I've heard, is not that great there. And Uber gets expensive. Uber and Lyft and all that. Even if you're doing the Uber pool, it, it gets expensive. So, I don't know. I mean, L.A. is kind of just a car culture. I think that's what it is. Um, cars are kind of just a way of life. So, that's kind of... That's going to be a tough thing for Southern California to deal with over the next couple decades. Um, dealing with the whole self-driving cars, flying cars, cars in tunnels... Uh, trying to come up with more public transportation, um, all priorities, all priorities. I think New York City, like a place like that, there should be like no one that has to. Why do people drive there? I mean, they got the subway system. I mean, people walk. Manhattan, at least, I think people walk around a lot. It's just a completely different way of life. Just a different city. Just a. You know, it's different. It's, that's why people always <laughs> compare L.A., New York. It's the oldest, was it the oldest bit in the book? Um, comparing those two cities, but it's it's weird. That's the thing about that's the thing about America, the United States. You can have a just this diversity just within our country. You got like Alaska and Hawaii, the, the last two states. Like that's what more evidence do you need for like how how different this country can be? then the two newest states like could not be more different than each other other than the fact that they're not part of the mainland but I've never really thought about that it's kind of interesting just how Alaska and Hawaii are on the opposite sides of the spectrum that's funny um, at least for yeah just for everything I would say for everything <laughs> it's for culture way of life weather size um, you name it but food <laughs> I guess they both probably have lost seafood but I would like to go to I would love to go to Alaska um been to Hawaii I would love to go back to Hawaii it's just an awesome awesome gosh I love I love the beach and like the vacation just the vacation life but I don't know if I, mean, I don't know if I could live there in Hawaii but maybe I mean Wow, I'm looking down right now at at uh down the hill. I think these are these look like prairie dogs or something. There's a bunch of animals crawling around down here. Yeah, from what I can see, it's weird. It's a little town of prairie dogs. Very cool. But um yeah, I would love to go back to Hawaii. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know about living there. It's kind of too far out in the middle of nowhere for me too far okay those aren't prairie dogs I think they're just some sort of it was hard to tell from up here I think there's some sort of beer, uh, beard beard uh, bird but <laughs> it's hard to tell when they're walking you know they're not flying they're not using their flappers the flappers just looking from up the hill looking at the mountains speaking of Alaska all the snow it's all gone there's just a little bit there's a little patch out there it's a little little bits and pieces on these hills of the Palouse but yeah Hawaii don't think I could ever live there kind of I would lose track of time like before I knew it it'd be 30 years had just passed I'd be having too much fun 
going to luau's and drinking margaritas on the beach and learning how to surf oh my oh that was speaking of which that was my other dream i just remembered it my my other dream that i said i was going to tell you guys about um so i was swimming this must have been the ocean i was probably i was deep diving about 25 maybe 25 feet under and a friend was swimming at the surface just a kind of a faceless friend i guess because there's no no name associated with it with him or her and um oh my gosh there's this huge i'm so scared of this this is what makes me scared of the ocean this is the old cliche the old jaws cliche there's this huge shark just coming at them and um that's pretty much when i woke up you know <laughs> it's it's a scary time to wake up but that's weird when that happens when right when your dream is about to get to like the craziest moment like the peak the scariest part the climax of the dream um just like right when right when uh the shark was about to to bite my friend in half maybe they did maybe the shark was biting into my friend it's just scary it was a scary dream it was kind of a nightmare and just imagine the point of view from from under like that was the weirdest part about it is you usually view a a shark attack from above but it was kind of a cool it was like a movie it was like a cool camera shot seeing seeing what it looked like from underneath <laughs> oh my gosh but it was scary it was scary even for a dream that's weird how you can have like these real like like i woke up and i was like whoa like just scared just have these real feelings just from that's how powerful your mind movies these mind movies called called dreams <laughs> these these nightly mind movies um yeah, it's weird. I usually don't remember them very often, but I'll let y'all know when I do. Um, that was that was that one, and told y'all about the the bellboy, <laughs> the bellboy dream with the zombie hotel. That was a fun one. That was kind of a nightmare too. I mean, not as scary. That was kind of more playful, more of a playful nightmare than the the shark attack. I would say <laughs> the shark attack one was definitely more frightening um had a little more fun with the with the zombie one because i think it was kind of like a game show maybe maybe the point of the dream if i had kept dreaming for a little bit longer is i would have found out that it was just a like a japanese game show oh loud that was a crow man you guys could probably hear that crow back there um yeah maybe it's just a japanese game show that would have been the kicker in that that zombie hotel dream but speaking of zombie hotel that sounds like a great movie i'm surprised it hasn't came out yet uh look for it in the near future if if netflix doesn't do it maybe i'll have to if you're listening netflix hit me up we'll have to we'll talk we'll talk we'll, we'll negotiate zombie hotel maybe i'll write the first season for y'all um sounds like a fun little show though Zombie Hotel. Z Hotel. Um, Holiday Inn. Holla. Holla Spray Inn. Holla Blood, blood Spray Inn. There we go. <laughs> Holla Blood Spray Inn. Very good. 
And we will leave it at that. Let's leave it at Hollow Blood Spray in. I think that's a good one. Go out on top. Um, I'm standing up, stretching my legs, about to tie my shoe. Man, this hole. I told you guys about this hole in my Nike athletic shoes. It's getting a little bigger. I'm going to have to get a new pair of athletic shoes. I haven't ran for a long time. Like outdoor running. Used to do a lot of uh, outdoor running on trails and whatnot. Because I did cross country, you know, and track. But especially from cross country back in high school. But um, I definitely have not done as much. My recommendation, here's a little life hack for you before I, before I leave you, before I tie my shoe and head off. A little life hack. I would say if you're going to do running, I would recommend, I mean, I've heard outdoor running is more realistic, more legitimate than trying to run on a treadmill. But if you're going to do outdoor running, definitely give, it a, give trail, trail running a try. Um, it's so much easier on your knees and your ankles. I would just say don't. I mean, this is just my point of view. I mean, maybe it's the only option you have. But running on concrete for a long time can definitely have a, a big impact on your, on your knees and your feet and your ankles. All that. I think that's pretty well-known knowledge. But running on trails, super nice. Like it, the dirt, the soft dirt, just... Feels really good. Get getting like a nice pair of uh, like Brooks running shoes or like Asics or something. Definitely try them out too before you before you purchase them. Go ahead and um, run around the store. I would never never buy running shoes online. That's <laughs> you got to try them on. At least at least like run around the store a little bit just to see how it feels. See if the because all shoes are different like widths and different you know different kind of fits like like Nike's fit me pretty good cuz they're kind of a narrow shoe my foot my foot's pretty narrow so i figured that out over trial and error you know you know that's how you do it that's how you get shoes but that's just my two cents on the running and the running shoes i would say uh don't buy running shoes online buy them in store uh run around the store Try them out, run around, see how they feel. And then once you do get them, don't run on uh, concrete too much. Maybe like once every once in a while, but try to stick to the... Like if you're running on a bike trail, then often there will be a shoulder, like a grass shoulder that you can... Or a dirt shoulder that has enough room. It's like a couple feet. You can just run on that instead of running on the concrete. So that'll be much easier for your for your legs. So there there you go. Just a little little tip from uh your buddy Chris. Thank you so much for listening. And um I'm uh, I'm out of here. Have a great day and I love ya. I came along. I wrote a song for you. And all the things that you do. And it was called yellow.